Hello and welcome again to Just Plain Sense with me, Christine Burns. I'm sentimental, so I walk in the rain. I've got some habits even I can't explain. Start for the corner, turn up in Spain. Why try to change me now? Adele Anderson is one of the mainstays of the women's comedy satire group Fascinating Aida. In the previous programme, I spoke to Adele about the group's uniqueness as a group of three women writing and singing comic political satire songs for over 25 years. Throughout that quarter century, it's been a fairly open secret that Fascinating Aida is unique in another way, though. For Adele is not unduly coy about her place as a transsexual woman who has managed to carve a career as a singer, songwriter and actress. Why try to change me now? Why Try to Change Me Now, from her solo jazz cabaret act, is one of several tongue-in-cheek nods to knowing what the audience knows. All the tracks featured in this episode are from her solo work, in fact. To kick off the second part of our talk together, I asked Adele how people reacted to knowing her transsexual history. I can't see. Well, do you know, I've never actually um, found any reaction, uh, adverse reaction. The only adverse reaction I ever had was from, was from the press when we first started. And I think that's generally the case. Mm-hmm. I I don't remember that in this country people are that bothered. They seem to rather, rather like um, trans women. Uh, you know, they Nadia won mm-hmm. Big Brother. Uh, Dana International won the Eurovision mm-hmm. Song Contest, and uh, it seems to be the press that makes mm-hmm. a big thing out of it. And they still do. I mean, poor old uh, Danny Cipriani, mm-hmm. who's now stepping out with Kelly Brook. His previous girlfriend was a, a mm-hmm. trans woman. And I don't think anybody would have would have known if the press hadn't, hadn't decided to make a, an issue of it. But it certainly was very different when I started. I think you know I was the only one in in showbiz back in the eighties. And uh, I remember when we went on the Terry Wogan show, they rang up Terry's producer to find out did they know that one of fascinating Aida was. And the producer said um, Terry never discusses the private lives of his of his. Uh, Guests and fascinating Ada were on the show because they were a very talented singing trio, and that's the end of it. Um, I know that we don't refer to it on stage, although I did by mistake a few, <laughs> a few years ago. <laughs> we were um, we were playing an open air festival, mm-hmm. and we were doing a song called "Suddenly New Zealand," which is all about you know life is so terrible here that that we we need to emigrate, but unfortunately New Zealand. Oh, and then suddenly the refrain was suddenly New Zealand doesn't seem so boring. And, but it has lots of sheep, sheep and goats. And I used to get the audience, it was audience participation. And some of the audience had to be sheep and some had to be goats. And some had to be the geezers that went boom all the time. <laughs> and um, I would get various sections of the audience to do. And I, the last people was, I said, well, now you are very very special because you have to make the noise of the geezers that go boom and I picked on three um, children who were sitting together at the front 
I said, now you three girls have got a big, you know, big important job to do. And the mother of one of them piped up and said, the one in the middle isn't a girl, it's a boy. And I said, oh, well, these things can be arranged and went, oops. <laughs> and the whole audience roared with laughter. So they know and they don't, they don't care and it's not really an issue. And the reason why we never uh, um, make an issue of it is because I think it would take away from the point of the, of the uh, act, which is uh, that we have something to say and the fact that we are um, three women of the of the uh, three women is and particularly is, of a certain age. You, you you sing about hot flushes. Absolutely, and I I sing along happily. Well, just as Liza would sing mm. that song, even though she's nowhere near mm. menopausal age. It's about the material, and um, and if I want to, if I wanted to make an issue of being a trans woman, I go off and do a solo show. In fact, mm. when I do my own show, I do refer to it, but I in um in an obtuse, uh, obtuse way because somebody sent me a lovely old musical song called Gee, I Should Have Been Born a Boy and I, I do sing that in my show. And, and people can hear your act on your MySpace page. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, well, no, no, well, some of it, yes. Mm. You can hear some of my... Um, I, I made an album a few years ago called Why Try to Change Me Now? Another <laughs> little clue there. Um, but that is an established jazz number so uh, by the, the wonderful Cy Coleman. So it's it's like a sort of shared joke with the audience. Absolutely, and I I feel like um, I've been lucky enough now to have a foot in both camps. When I'm with Fascinating Aida, I'm one of a three women group, mm-hmm. and that's the end of it. And but then I I will I do kind of have a, have another life where I can in if you want to say indulge my mm-hmm. my trans side, and that would be um, you know on screen or or advising other people. Because you, you've been a consultant in a couple of productions, haven't you? I think obviously the the, the film Different for Girls is the most memorable one. Yes, but uh, I actually uh, was a consultant before that, almost by accident. I was in my agent's office one day and. Um, he said, oh, there's a call for you. And I I said, well, how would anybody know I was here? Mm. Don't you mean, you know, a call about me? And he went, no, it's for you. So I picked it up and I said, oh, hello, Ad- um, Adele Anderson here. Pause. Hello, Terence Stamp here. Oh. <laughs> I went, oh, it went all of a flutter. And he said, um, I'm going off to Australia to make a film. And I'm going, and I thought, oh, he's going to ask me to be in it. And he said, he went, and I went, I'm going to be playing a transsexual, and I've been told that you are the person to speak to. And I went, oh, yes, yes, you've come to the mouth of the oracle. So we arranged to meet. He treated me to lunch at his, at Fortnum and Mason's, because he has a desk there that he uses at his, a table that he uses at his office. And we talked for about two and a half hours, and he told me he was going off to make this film. And he just really wanted to pick my brains. And then halfway through, he said, and how come you know so much about this stuff? And I said, what? Are you, are you kidding? Well, I am. Trans-. And he went, oh, he said, I had no idea. I said, well, what, why Why were you talking to me then? He said, well, I don't know. My casting, the woman who cast me just said that you were the person to talk to. And I thought maybe you, you know, you were a... Um, uh, had a, a partner who was or something so anyway so then he got a lot more interest and then p- p- pumped me even more for information and I have to say that uh, although I thought he gave a lovely performance he he did let me down slightly because he um, he said oh well I'll you know see you at the premiere 
I'm still waiting for the invitation, Terry. And, uh, <laughs> and you're listening there. And then, he, and then also in interviews, he said, um, and of course, there is one woman who really, really helped me. One person who really, really helped me with this. And that was my girlfriend who took me shopping for shoes and and took me to have my back waxed. So I was a little bit upset. So when um, Different for Girls called me up, um, Tony Marchant, and I went in to talk to them, he said, uh, they started talking to me, and what do you think about the script, and et cetera, et cetera. And I said, I said, am I here? Uh, Why am I, you you want me to to, to tell you what I think about the script? And they said, yes. And I said, well, then you'll have to pay me. And so they agreed that they would. And um, I did have a hand in that script in the fact that the ending was quite different. There was no love scene at all. There was no sex scene at all in the original script. And I told them that I thought they were shying away from from Mm. it and they had to go for it, which they did. Because I look upon that film as something of a watershed in the representation of trans people in film. Because I think up to that point, our, our, our role in these things was always to wind up dead. Indeed, yes. And, um, and so... Uh, that's why I wanted to be involved in the script. But then I said, and who are you going to get to play this? And he said, well, we haven't decided whether we're going to have a man or a woman do it because we're seeing, um, and he he Mm -hmm. mentioned various men, including Stephen McIntosh, and then he mentioned Kerry Fox, Mm -hmm. you know, who was in Shallow Grave, New Zealand Mm -hmm. actress. And I said, and so aren't you seeing any trans Mm -hmm. uh, actors? And he went, well, are there any? And I said, well, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> and he went, oh, well, well would, you, would you be interested? So I said, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. So I um, I did audition. I had a very nice screen test opposite Paul McGann and another one opposite Jamie Glover. But I think probably um, when... Uh, I think they, they did the right choice with Stephen McIntosh, but... Uh, who didn't really actually want any input from me because he thought I was a bit too cabaret and, and he, he wanted to find his own way, way to it. I take your money You take my body It's a fantasy Your appetite to wet I was also sent the script for um, Transamerica and the guy was very interested in wanting me to 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 see me for that, but or Felicity Huffman's part. Yes, but not. Um, but he didn't want to fly me <laughs> over there. <laughs> he wanted me to find a studio where I was going to have to do it to camera, and then I was going to have to get get it converted to the American mm. system and send it over. And I have to say that again, I think she did she did a fantastic mm. job. And I think, in a way, I'm sort of too close to it Mm. and I didn't feel uh, there were two scenes in that that really um, I thought oh I just don't think I could bring myself to do it one was when her mother sticks her hand between her legs to check that she's still all there Mm. and another time when she gets a penis Mm. out to have a wee and I I thought I'd I don't know if I'm if I'm overstating my (laughs) my own status but I Mm. feel I feel that i from the letters and, uh, that I get, that that people regard me as some as a kind of a role model, and I wasn't sure that that was a that was a role that I wanted to take on. Um, I did uh, a, a very very short role in in um, Hotel Babylon um, last year, and um, even though it was I only had four lines in it, that 
my friend rang me from New Zealand to say that that was the clip that they'd used when they trailed it over there. But the role I think I am most proud of was in a series that hardly anybody saw years ago called um, Fish, starring Paul McGann, funnily enough. I remember that. And it was about uh, industrial tribunals, which is not a sexy subject, let's face it, not like a courtroom drama. Mm. And I played um, a character called uh, Gemma Masters, Mm. and she worked in a bank in the the city with a high finance. And she had been... Uh, she trans- transitioned uh, in the job and she was then um, kind of you know, marginalised by her boss and in the end she took him to court for constructive dismissal and the whole episode was about that case and so I had quite a, quite a lot in that and um, a friend of mine <laughs> uh, somebody wrote to me and said we thought you did a marvellous job but with the best will in the world, Adele, I think your char- from what your character was saying, she was supposed to be about 29, and I was in my 40s by then, but I, I think I pulled I it off. I think you could pass. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and now, of course, uh, oh, another reason why I didn't want to, get, uh, didn't go any further with the Trans-America was that I, was that I knew that they were auditioning um, a, an American actress and she she was current now I'm trying to think what on earth her name is I had it and now it's gone out of my head which makes me sound like well like, you know I am getting on in years now I know I remember now her name is Alexandra Billings and she's a fabulous um, cabaret artist as well as being a great actress she uh which she play uh, she is a, a, a trans woman she's a cabaret artist and she's based in Chicago and she was in ER quite recently mm-hmm. playing a woman who was a about to have um, her surgery and then discovered that she had breast cancer. So, And it was all about whether she was going to go ahead with it. But she uh, has done a lot of work with the Steppenwolf Theatre Company, with, who are very, you know, uh, Will- Willem Dafoe is a member of them. And I thought, well, you know, she's, she is an, an actress as well as being a cabaret performer. And she she's... Um, American, so she's, I'm sure she's going to do a better job. But even she didn't get the role. Mm. I I don't know whether Felicity getting it was anything to do with the fact that her husband William H Macy was a producer, or whether he came on board afterwards. But anyway, I don't really have any any complaints about what she did. Adele Anderson there talking to me at Salford Keys last week. For more about fascinating Aida, visit www fascinating Aida. That's A I D A. .co.uk Adele's own website is www.myspace.com forward slash Adele Anderson Anyway, that brings us to the end of another episode of Just Plain Sense. If you've enjoyed it, then there are well over 50 previous programmes to listen to at our own website. That's podcast.plain-sense.co.uk You can also subscribe to our feed there and be informed the moment new programmes are available. For now, it's goodbye and thank you for listening. And it's all yours, Adele. Sometimes I think I'm in the wrong business. Sometimes I think I should change my career. What kind of job for a grown-up girl is this? There's no forward motion. It's all reverse gear. So draw near, shed a tear in your beard. As you hear, why? Well, you see, ladies and gentlemen, I've got a bit of a problem.
and that is that I've got a very low voice, so I've got a limited choice. I can't star in a West End show. Every time I audition, they always say no, because I can't pass the acid test. No, I can't sing in very high chest. High chest! Ow! I'm a dame with a very nice face who sings with a voice like a bass. I'm never gonna hit a high note. That's because I have got a very deep throat, which men find exciting, I know. But not on the stage in a West End show. I can't dance a step which only makes matters worse And the fact that I'm tall is a terrible curse Can't blow on a horn or bow on a string All I can do is sing, just sing In a voice of described as a rumble A crack like that kind of makes a girl humble How can my ego survive? When I open my mouth, they yell, Paul Robeson's alive! What's to become of poor me? When every song and every show is in the wrong key. So farewell, my lofty ambition. I can't face another audition. They treat me like I landed from Mars. It seems I'm never going to be one of those West End stars. Well, let's face it, I'm no Patti LuPone. Which is why I'm appearing here on my own. But what the hell, who needs that showbiz possessed? Not me, cause from here on in, I'm going.